So today I have my amazing friend, Thomas Shute, or on TikTok, he is Tantric Thomas. And today we're talking about delaying the inevitable. And the reason we're talking about this is because he just called me and asked me for some business advice. And I said, you're delaying the inevitable. And then we decided, let's, let's record a podcast about this because why not? We're in the middle of it. So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Thomas, thank you so much for coming and doing this podcast with me. That was now your idea based on your phone call. So I appreciate you being here because it gives great content. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I literally am like so excited. I love the talk. So podcasts are just like the way to go. Right. So for all of you out there, Thomas and I did a podcast season two of Meredith with a Y and we talked about spirituality, but let's go back to your, when you were age 14, I read you on Periscope back when Periscope was a thing. And so we've known each other since you were 14. You're now 21. You just did all the yoga instruction for my retreat that Letha J and Valerie Inez did in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. And we actually got to meet in person for the first time. So this is like really full circle for us, like being together. And now you're in Florida visiting my daughter and she's like in the next room or sitting on the bed or I don't know where she's at, but (laughs) like, we are like deep in this here, right? It's so crazy how fast it came, but how slow and long it took to come. Like, and now it's like warp speed. It's like, it's like as soon as something gets momentum, it like, it picks up like I feel like I see that in all areas too. Exactly. So you called me today. You actually, you text me and you said, I need some business advice. And you were asking about doing a project and I could kind of feel your energy being like, I don't know. It just felt, it felt like there was a heaviness and you're like unsure And so what would make you want to do something, any project, and this goes for everybody, what would make you even consider doing something that you don't really want to do? What what was that inner kind of compulsion? Because people do this all the time. People delay the inevitable all the time and instead clean their sock drawer, take the wrong job, date the wrong person. I don't care what it is. So What was going on in your energy center, in your body, like, et cetera, when you were deciding, hey, I'm going to take on a project that I literally know is not right for me? Yeah. I mean, you can, I can feel the resistance when I feel like you're on a conscious path or, you know, you're, you're diving deep into your spiritual, wherever, where, like wherever you're at in your path or your journey, Mm -hmm. you start to get this level of awareness within your own physical avatar as I call it, your physical body. So like actual body ache. And then I'd be like, okay, my, the left side of my back is aching. This is like maternal. There's something with like, there's a, or right side would be like, okay, there's a masculine energy here. Like, is there an actual masculine figure or is it my own security within myself? And like the, the heaviness was so just overbearing for me that I started questioning things. So you know, even though my job is to answer people's questions half the time, it's always important for me. Like my, one of my biggest steps is ask for help. So I have mentors and people might, and you have mentors and people might not ever assume that or expect that because you were like the mentor on, you know, (laughs) 
And it's like, how do you think we can do what we can do? You know, we are doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Like we're seeking, we're seeking counsel, like the heavy, but to answer the question completely, it's, it's the heaviness that, that really like was just like, and if you're, if you're doubting something, if you're questioning it, I think it's important, but like how many, if it's not, if you're not getting that clear answer, the answer is usually no, you know, Mm -hmm. unless it's fear. Like, I mean, you, but you have to battle that like fear or like, is this my intuition saying no? Because you, your ego could totally be not wanting you to to experience an opportunity that could change your life because you're not ready for it. You know what I mean? Do you think that when you're delaying the inevitable, okay, so there's something that you really should be doing. You know you should be doing it. And when you were just talking right there about doing this thing that you know is not in line with your focus path and journey, do you think that we tend to turn towards unhealthy things that are out of alignment with self? Like, do you ever delay the inevitable with something else that is positive? Or do you think that we kind of delay the inevitable with something that's a little not right for us? I think with all things being equal in life and and with duality, you have, you're going to see this show up many different times i think that you're gonna you're gonna see it even in things that are good or that feel like they're in alignment but when something feels good that to me is is good that's goodness you know so it's like no one's punishing us there's no dude that's gonna like my like i i I always say the g word but god you know like god's not going to come it's not a person who's going to cast judgment that's going to hurt you you know what i mean it's it's your own higher self judging the situation so the 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 higher consciousness answer is like okay there's no wrong answer like just do whatever you want to do but if something doesn't feel right why would you do it i i think that this is actually a really important conversation because i believe when we delay the inevitable we're literally delaying all of our goodness all the goodness that we really really want in our life but we're too afraid to get and i think what was it marianne williams said Williamson said, no one's afraid of failure. What we're actually afraid of is being truly great. Right. Mm. And, and I think that that is like, so incredibly profound because like, you know, I've been blowing up on social media in the past two weeks, like crazy with this whole house thing. And I know for a fact that had it not been for TikTok, I would be completely out of my element with Facebook and Instagram. If I had not done a meditation with one of my mentors two weeks ago, releasing fears, I would not be ready for taking on this whole new project. Like literally everything has a... a, Everything supports itself. Everything supports itself. Consciousness is always like consciousness is always fighting for what is right. And people don't under people doubt that. And that's when the hiccups, I think, start. If you don't trust and just and trust sounds like there's a doubt in there. You should trust because you're like insinuating that there's a doubt instead of just knowing Mm -hmm. and not believing because believing still is is not 100 percent knowing that you're divinely taken care of. The universe is always looking out for you. You're always supported and everything is building to, we're always evolving. Like we're always moving forward, even if it doesn't feel like it. So that makes so much sense. Like we were talking about, I mean, this is so off topic, but we were talking about taxes, me and Skylar out. And then I called you and you're like talking about taxes. Everything is connected. And I don't care what anyone says. 
it's just a matter of do you see the synchronicities? They're not never happening. I, there's a chapter of that in my book actually about synchronicities. Like, clear the word coincidence from your vocabulary because everything's always connected. You, if you don't see it, it's because you don't see it. It's it's there. It's always there. And that's the beauty and the magic of being living a conscious life and and truly being aligned with your divine blueprint. And it comes full circle back to the whole doing something that doesn't feel right, you know, um, not delaying the inevitable, not going with like, we all like, yeah, we seek mentorship, but you know what you're doing. You, you said it the best. You're the only person that knows you. I don't care if it's your uncle or your dad or your mom or your sister or your your husband or wife, they don't know you like, you know, you, and you are, you have always been you at the core of your being, no matter what has been fed or brought to you from other people or past lives or anything that's been carried on, you're still you at that root of that being. And you're only going to know. Yeah. And so you also know that you're supposed to finish this damn book. Every time you meditate, you hear finish the damn book, just like I am hearing it. And I did something the other day that I've never done before. And I was at Target and I went to the book department to (laughs) self-help. And I got in the self-help aisle and I started looking at all the self-help books and I kept every single one of them. I said, why not me? Why not me on this bestsellers? Why not me? These people don't have anything that I don't have. They were already, they've been a non-author before and then they wrote the damn book and then they became an author. But sometimes it's really hard to step into those shoes and allow yourself to own that. And instead of doing that, we clean our closets, we start the wrong project. I mean, I right now, and this is the epitome. This is the epitome of delaying the inevitable. You wanna hear what it is? I have one more chapter to write of my big book. So like, you know, the big thick self-help book. I have one more chapter. And then I've got, a tattoo book I started, um, a parenting child class, you know, book that I started. Like it's 700 partially started, not finished projects that are all on the precipice of greatness. And instead of doing it, I'm delaying the inevitable. And here we are. It's like, if you wake up and do it, it's there in a future timeline, they're done. Your face is on that shelf. The books are completely perfectly written and done and there's future editions and everything else. Like on another timeline, it's done. And it's like for the only way out is through. And it's like you have to wake up. You have to do it, you know? And I I and that's what I tell myself like every day. And I can thank a lot of people, uh, plant allies, like plant medicine. I can and and my own inner truth. Like I could thank a whole bunch of things and people outside of myself because if I look back like when I was 14 obviously no 14 year old is gonna you know what I mean like obviously I'm not I I was I was I started writing the book back then but seriously like it just it, it wasn't in my my timeline my hologram yeah and when it happens it happens but we all know like you know that you're delaying something great and I had reached out to um Lori Ladd is a um conscious like evolution um She's an author now. She just finished her book. I reached out to her because she was making um, videos. She makes daily videos, like sitting in her car. And um, she was talking about the struggles of her book and like how it threw her through like a mental, like 
imprisonment. And I was like, holy sh, holy cow. I literally like feel this for real. Like I feel everything she's saying and I didn't think anyone else got it. And I was like, is it cause I didn't do good in school and I'm not that literate. Like I don't have that good grammar. And like all that stuff means nothing cause someone else can <laughs> help with that. But yeah. what she was going through, like mentally, like I reached out and I said, oh my God, like, thank you for this. And she said to me this one sentence, she said, the book is bigger than you. And I was like, what? How's that? Like, I'm on top of it. But it makes so much sense. All of our beautiful creations, the only way out is through. So the only way out of um, fear or ego and all that stuff is creativity. Yeah. And obviously, you, you, would, you would think it's love, but the only way out through of a, something that's stuck is usually creativity. So it's doing it. Our, our own ego, our own minds are so scared of what we are capable of. The book, The Prophet, he says, you are far more stronger or powerful than you'll ever imagine. And it's so true. Like, we can cast blame on reasons why we're not getting it, but it doesn't matter. It's just that sometimes it's overwhelming. If I blew up when I was 16 doing readings online and I was, you know, had this different lifestyle, would I be able, I wouldn't be able to manage myself or handle myself. Thank yeah. you, God, for not for not putting me through that. You know, the it's something that I thought I was no. Yep. The answer yeah. to a prayer is no. And on a future timeline, the reason why I want it is because I know that it, it's going to happen and, and it's mine and it's my lifestyle. But that's why it's not that's why we want it, because we 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 could we all see the future, but we don't have it right now because we're not ready. And that is okay. That's okay. You know, but we do get in our own way and we don't propel ourselves because these incoming influences of energy, but I definitely, it's wild. Yeah. I've actually been practicing accomplishment and Mm -hmm. because I, I can be the person that's like, Jim, my husband, can you call for me? Can you ask, can you do this? Like I, I'm not afraid to delegate, but usually what I'm delegating is stuff that makes me uncomfortable. Like I don't want to call the you know, the bank. I don't want to deal with the accountant. Usually it's about stuff like just dealing with like- It's third dimensional questions. stuff. Yeah, very three dimensional stuff. I have zero desire. Like I will be happy to tap into Jesus, but please don't make me call an electrician. That is a biggest, um, a big lesson that I'm learning right now, especially freshly 21 in June. So like you're on this playground of a planet at yeah. this time. Yeah. And I, for so long, tried just being 9D, 10D, and all up in the clouds. I'm a spiritual, you know, whatever, being. And it's like, if you don't utilize this earth and, and play, then you're hiding and running. Your, it's, that's, that's another form of spiritual bypassing of the truth of the reality. Yeah. I don't need to go out and be reckless, but I need to utilize this beautiful human body that I have at this age and this time. Like, all timelines are running at once, but here in this now moment, I'm 21 and I'm, right. and I'm a human. I'm fun. So, but also what comes to that is I don't want to deal with the 3d, like the money stuff. I don't want to deal with, you know, the, the chores I'd rather, I'd, I'd be like, I'd rather just pay somebody, but it's like confront these, these parts of ourselves because yeah. yes, we get to fly high. You know like what that. I just saw? I have to interrupt you. Yeah. So as soon as you just said that, it's not about the money. It's not about handling the money. It's about the growth that occurs when you open yourself up to take the step, to do Mm. the thing, to learn how to have the conversation, to have the confidence in yourself, to have the self-growth and the self-everything. 
everything that we do in the three-dimensional is about awakening and growing the spiritual. It is a vehicle. So all of the difficult conversations, all of the whatever the hell it is that we're accomplishing in the 3D, it literally has the only purpose is for growth and awareness. Yeah. It's never about the money, right? It's never about the money. It's never about the phone call. It's about what happens when you actually accomplish those things. Yes. Because we are so wealthy. I tell everybody all the time, I feel like I'm the richest man alive. Right. And it has nothing to do about how much money I make or what I have as far as physical possessions. It's that look at, look at me right now. I get to be, I am, my life is set up that I get to go to Florida and cats hit. Right. But (laughs) I'm like, that's truly what I'm doing. Right. But I'm in Florida, beautiful compared to Jersey right now. I mean, it's it's 75 versus 30 degrees. I mean, most people can't, they, they, they they don't, they're not seeing way out of, of their, of their limitations. And I don't want to go into that whole thing, but it's like, this is wealth to me. Yeah. The way that my life effortlessly flows and I'm open to receiving it. I, I, I was very resistant for a while and I'd always be like, why am my bank account negative and all this stuff? But then when you realize that wealth has nothing to do with money, you feel rich, you feel wealthy because it's just another illusion. But is it amazing and is it lovely and do I love money? A thousand percent. But that's the beauty of this this earth, this third, this 3D plane is that we do get to play with that as well and, and and be abundant through that. And just like you're abundant in anything, like we were, we were, I think that money is its own. That's a whole nother podcast. Up there well, you know, it's, it, like, it's actually in line with what I talked about last week and what I was planning on talking about this week until we decided to do this together was oh the idea God, yeah, of yeah. abundance is been sold to us that abundance can only be money. And I think that when you truly start diving deep is when you start seeing people like Anthony Bourdain taking their own life or, you know, Chester Bedenfield taking their own life, like all of these people, Marilyn Monroe, you know, horrific drug um, addiction. When we start to see people that are multi, multi, multi millionaires and they still have the exact same problems in a different way than the average person, we have to wake up and recognize that money isn't the key to happiness, that we need to start recognizing that there's a lot of different ways to feel fulfilled and abundant. And we can't put all of our eggs in one basket of here, if I have money, then I'll be happy. Because as episode one of the podcast says, you know, happiness cannot be found outside of yourself. And if that's the case, then we need to figure out how do I feel abundant? What are the things that make me feel abundant? And recognize and think like there's a lot of people that make a lot more money than I do, but I choose to understand and recognize and be grateful for my abundance because my abundance is the freedom to sit here and do a podcast with you on the drop of a dime and clean out my closets and have the rest of the day to go grocery shopping. That to me is abundance. I recognize time and freedom as a component of abundance. It's not just money, it's health, it's happiness. But we keep being taught that you have to have, you know, a million dollars in the bank and a private jet and, you know, be rich and be famous and all these other things to get to happiness. And, you know, I really just want to kind of climb it. 
you just keep, keep climbing. Yeah, people, even looking. the manifesting, the manifesting thing. Don't get me wrong. All of, everything in my life, we, I've manifested, and I'm grateful for that, and that's beautiful. But it's, I just want to tell tell people, then what? Right. Then what? You're gonna get it, and I'm gonna guarantee you're gonna get it. Whatever you want, if you believe you can get it and you have it, you will get it. Manifesting, it works. That's why. I mean, people are manifesting coaches. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But then what? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so interesting, like to see. And as I get older, and I and I'm like now I'm in Florida, so I meet I meet new people, and I'm and I and I, I, I I'm a huge talker. Like I'm a you know they say it's like a Gemini thing, whatever. I don't even go down that rabbit hole, but I meet people all over, and I talk, and I love to like learn about people, and I see different kinds of people. I see completely rich people. I see completely not so wealthy people as far as income or money goes, and they all are so unique, but never is it the more rich person is the more happier of the group ever. Uh, I'm not saying that the poor person is happy either. I'm just saying there's, it's not affecting anything, but of course, wealth gives us that freedom, but we have to start recognizing that wealth isn't just money. Yeah. You know, well, you're, but, you just got a vacation in Florida. You had to get yourself down there. So is money the way that we have freedom and happiness or is it relationships, connections, opportunities? You know, there's a lot of different ways. Like look at that one gal. Yeah. Look at the one gal on TikTok. She started with a paperclip and she ended up with like a house with trades. So like we're being, you know, delivered this idea that things are going to make us happy. And it's super important for capitalism. It's super important for these companies to make us believe that if we have the things. I was just watching this one this one woman on TikTok and she was doing a video as a black gal and she was like, oh my God, I have this friend at work and she has all this Ray Dunn stuff. It's like this pottery that says like coffee on the side of it. You know, I'm sure you've seen it at like home. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And she's like, and I went over her house and her whole house is filled with this shit. And then you're like, okay, everything's labeled. That's nice. It looks good. She goes, but then she has a whole nother collection for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and all of her other white friends also have the whole Ray Dunn collection. And I'm like, yes, they make us believe we need to have these collections and the shit and we got to have it and we, we got to collect it. And did you get the, you know, did you get the butter dish that says butter on the side of it? Like they are in our heads. It's like, it's, like, it's mind hack. It's not, it's mind control and not yeah. from the sense like, Oh, there's conspiracy theories. It's, it's psychological totally. mind fucking. You're getting, excuse my language, but you're getting mind messed up. Like you're getting mind effed yep. up. And I'm not going to lie. I've used pricing psychology before. It works. But are you manipulating people to pay the high rate? Or are you manipulating people to buy or to possibly get the extra okay to work with you or something like that? Like, I mean, there's everything. And, but you know what? The truth will always be providing your attention will always be be shown you know what i mean like your true colors will always be shown it might take so long or something like that but it's right. like it's it's so crazy because they all I, I see it in myself sometimes where there's a couple influencers that i follow that at one point i thought i wanted to be like them and i got to go spend time with them and i was like you know no or i see a lot where i'm like oh my god i should be doing that i basically do that 
and I'm not even, but I don't recognize that I'm already doing it. And I, because I see that they have a, a verification check, they have way more followers. They have a bigger bank account. They have a way nicer car. Their house is are way nicer than mine, you know, and even if I'm saying that right now, it doesn't feel good. No, my house is beautiful. My car drives and I am doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. We project and, and want to be like whoever these people are being, cause it feels familiar, familiar. And we get like, you said, looking at the book with the people, like, why am I not up there? And it's like, if that's what you're supposed to be doing, you would be doing it in this now moment. I'm sure you'll you'll get there because you're yep. seeing it in a as a futuristic timeline for sure. But it steers us so far from our divine blueprint, our divine mission, our divine purpose, which is just to simply be. All those people are just simply being. They're being, you know. And we're all the consumer mindset is like, oh, we need to be like that. I have to get that. I have to. I have to focus on that. And I um, and I'm saying this like I. It's not a me thing. It's one of my biggest struggles is is projecting and not seeing that I'm that I'm already doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm already yeah. gaining the wealth and the momentum that I'm supposed to be gaining and and to be grateful and for opportunities and health and friends and connections. Like but like look how they have us like I think what happened right recently with Twitter and this whole verification debacle, right? So like everyone wants to be verified that's making their way. I want to be verified just so people stop pretending to be me and people stop getting money stolen from them. Like it is it is painful uh, yeah. for that part of it. But like this whole thing with Twitter where you can pay $8 and then you're verified, it kind of like ripped the rug out from underneath the insanity that is being verified. Like it kind of took away its power all of a sudden. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think it dilutes the situation. We can talk for hours about influencers and I, like and people following you. Like I am trying to get into the habit of not calling them my followers. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to call them my community because yeah, you're following me and I'm and I might be teaching you things about consciousness and tantra and, and kundalini yoga and things like that, but I still want you to have your own identity. So you're just in my community. Like just because the Instagram like it's a corporation. So the way their vocabulary and their mind hacking stuff is going to try and mess people up. So it's funny being on these platforms, you know, and people want that there. I want the verification check, you know, egotistically, like, oh, I, I want it. I, I've been saying that for years, but right. I never even, lo- I knew that you could pay the $8. And I was like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not paying to get it. I'm going to, I'm going to earn that verification check. Exactly. And now that's a positive mind, like goal setting. That's positive. Like, you know, that, that to me is a, a, a milestone. Like it's, yeah. it's like, easy, like an accomplishment to me, that's an accomplishment for being able to now I work on social, like I'm, a, I work solely on social media. That's a, that's an income for me. Like that's a new job. Now I don't have to work a nine to five, you know, like that right. is a milestone. It's a positive goal setting. Never would I ever, like, I totally was like, I would never pay for this. Like I will, I will earn this when it is time, you know? Right. And but the way to do that is be on a TV be on an interview, have articles written about you, exactly. write a book, like all the things. And all that's going to happen naturally too. Like people exactly. are going to enjoy, I, w- I don't want people to buy a book because I wrote the book. Like I want people to, I put my heart, soul, I cried over this thing. I've had mental breakdowns over this thing. Like I want people to feel all of the goodness that I put into this. And I, and I don't want to have to like, you know, that's why I want them to buy it. Not because it's, yeah, I'm not going to make any money off of a book. Every author knows that you don't make money from your book. You, you, you share your, your, your energy, essentially. It's like a, right. it's almost like a business card. It's like, exactly. It's like a, I mean, you can like make money. I mean, stuff. you do make money. A thousand percent, a but... thousand percent. And, and I, and I, 
and I see totally both sides of that. But for me, it's like, this is lessons that I've channeled for years and like, and it's never perfect. I, I get doing adding stuff and get rid of stuff. And it's like, I'm going to take, put this out as a, as a, you know, drop, like this is the current, right. my channelings, you know, and then I'll make another one and different ones and journals right. and stuff like that. But I totally feel that about they're ma- they diluted it by the, the by you know being able to rent your blue check essentially like you're renting right. your notoriety like no make yourself known from doing what you want to do passionately right. so let me ask you this or bad. let me get back on topic of delaying the inevitable so like one of the things that i've really started working on so that i don't delay the inevitable so i don't you know delay 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 is when something comes up i try to tackle it immediately so like this morning, I remembered that I was supposed to request money from somebody that needed to pay me. I stopped what I was doing. I took the one second. I did it. Yesterday, I was delaying sending a text to an electrician. And I'm like, nope, don't wait till tomorrow because you'll be uncomfortable yeah. thinking about it. So my practice is when it comes up, I try to tackle it immediately instead of delaying the inevitable which is going to be yeah. distracting, which is going to itch at my brain because it pokes and pokes and pokes and pokes and itches and scratches and da 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 da. It and becomes so, a trapped emotion. Right. It's it totally becomes this whole freaking thing. So what I try to do is I'm trying to tackle things in the now that come up. Like I was supposed to record a podcast this morning, and so guess what? All the drawers, my closets clean, my kitchen cabinets are clean, but I did not get to the podcast. The podcast got to me <laughs> by way of you calling. <laughs> and so here it happened. So I guess my uh, manifestation was pretty powerful. But the thing of it is, is like for me to stop delaying the inevitable and start living in the present and start really tackling the things that I want and will make me happy is not delaying them, not giving them to somebody else to do you know, and just tackling them. Stop freaking pushing stuff off till tomorrow. Stop being such a perfectionist. One of the biggest pieces of advice that I took away from this class that I took about writing a book was write the book. Do not, do not go back and even read it until you're completely finished because you will paralysis by analysis, write and write and write and write and write. And when the entire thing is done, then go back and edit. And I really think that we spend a lot of our time editing ourselves, both spiritually, mentally, emotional, whatever it is. And all of those edits are what keep us from moving forward. So what are some things now that you recognize that you are in an active commitment to delay the inevitable of finishing your book and you're literally willing to do anything and everything but finish it? This is a conscious spiritual whoop in the ass. I'm here for it, by the way. Yeah. What what are some things that you think that you can start doing to propel you from dicking around, basically, and just actually get to it? A big thing is, like, I always claim, like, I'm not on my phone. And I'll tell you right now, compared to a lot of people, I'm not. But when it comes to writing, like, I don't need to be seeing notifications about this, this person's session, yeah. this person's TikTok. Oh my God, am I t- is my TikTok finally blowing up? Oh my God, what's going on? Because it's it's the distractions. And that's the same thing with readings or intuition. Like we're distracted by the third dimensional thing. So a big thing that I have been working on and that I'm going to continue to do is 
is get rid of the distractions. If I'm, if a friend wants to hang out, I usually answer and I hang right out. Like I love going out, like I'll go hang out, we'll go get dinner. But it's like, I need to be more, I need to have more conscious boundaries with my external world, Mm -hmm. whether it be telling friends, listen, I have work. I'm working because the book is work. I'm working from, you know, three to four today. Like don't, I, there's no way I'm hanging out, you know, or, or put my phone. I mean, there's a setting on iPhones now where you can like limit, you can like literally limit your apps and like, they'll lock you out of them for like, yeah. and that's like extreme, like, come on, like get your shit, like get your shit together and just don't go on it. But that's my biggest thing I know is, 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 um, get clearing distractions. And, and then I get so in my head because I'll be like working on, on the book. And then, um, like, I'll think like, oh, well, if I'm not wanting to do this right now, am I putting that energy into the book? And it's like, when you're so like conscious and aware, you get so you like, you think you're creating a reality or something like that. And it's like, just please, like, t- like I'm, I'm saying this to myself, like, please trust that everything that's happening right now is supporting you along your journey. Like there's no wrong and there's no right. Hearing that spiritual principle is, is really, and I know you asked me like, what am I going to be doing? But it's actually, I, this stuff has been coming up. So that's why I'm answering it. Like, this is what I'm doing kind of thing. But yeah, it's like here, like trusting the process and just understanding that like, there's no wrong or right. Hearing that spiritual truth is, um, has changed my outlook on a lot of things. A lot of us grew up religious, so there's always wrong and right. Yeah. And if we're, if you want that simplistic answer, I will give it to you. And it's like, is it done through love or is it done through not love? Is it done unconditional love or is there love with condition like yeah that's the only good or bad the only answer is love it's all we know it's all we'll ever know no matter what illusion or thing is coming at us so it's like stop getting mad stop thinking you're creating the realities blah 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 blah, like because it's all real and it's all happening but it's going to happen regardless do it through love like tune in to the frequency like of and not and i'm going to funnel this into one thing that i've been doing lately that i want to share with people because it's really been helping me the number 108 is like what Japa, like mala beads, like are always made from, are made of 108. Because in Vedic cosmology, it's the spiritual number of completion and um, like the wholeness of existence. And um, I'm not really big on numerology, but I got a actual download to do this one night. So I, I say every night now in my head, I count to 108. Mm-hmm. I say, thank you, one. Thank you, two. Thank you, three. So on, so forth to 108. And because a, a big way to open your heart to love or to receive is gratitude. Oh, yeah. It's one of the only ways, not only, but it's the biggest way to not be depressed and not have a closed heart. So I, I literally say this 108 times. And by like 30, you're like in this like REM sleep state. It's very meditative. You get high off of it. I love right. that um, natural high. But that's what's really helping me open up to love because love is not linear. It's not you and another person. It's not like, Oh, I love this. Like love is a, is a universal vibration of everything. It's the only thing that's real. So getting an alignment, like those little tiny, like tips or tricks, like, cause I'll tell you right now, lighting the incense and having the crystal for focus and that stuff doesn't listen. All that is, is a conscious reminder. Yeah. None of that goes with you when you die. None yeah. of it. The I think was with you is 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 your is your soul like your breath like right. the breath of life. So mentally projecting a mantra, even if it's an English one, like thank you, like that's that's truth. That's that's the only thing. It's the only thing we know to be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one thing I wanted to say, like, I just went to the Blue October concert, and someone asked him, 
like how do you write so much music because he just released like part one and part two of an album and he said i have to have the almost like a ritual of i write every single morning no matter what for three you know two to three hours at nine or ten o'clock in the morning and they've proven that at 10 a.m you're at your most creative like you should pay your bills at 10 a.m you should write at 10 a.m like 10 a.m is like the time that your brain is at the the highest level, highest frequency of alertness and creation. It makes so much sense because if you look at the sun, that's when peak UV starts okay. around that time. Okay. And so it's 10 to 2, it's, it's going to be your most creative time. And it makes so much sense. Yeah, um, and I, I think that you have to schedule it because otherwise you'll find 100 reasons why not to do it. You know, it's like working out. Like my husband insists that he is a night worker outer. He's a night worker. I have been with this man for 17 years. I think I could literally count on like my fingers and toes the amount of times he's worked out because there's always a reason why not to work out after work. It's like we're eating dinner. The kids have sports. I'm really tired. It's dark outside, whatever. If you do it first thing in the morning, you knock it out and you're good. And the rest of your day is set up. I think that like if you're going to finish your book or if anyone's out there really trying to get started on something that they have been delaying, right? They have been delaying, pushing it off, you know, whatever. It's not the right time. I'm not ready. I don't feel like it. Just sit down and start. Just just start. Do it. Just, just do something. Do like, it. The only way out is through. I totally... It sounds like we're like being so simple, but it, everything in this journey is so it's simple. We, we've so gone so far from simplistic things. Like yeah. the answer is always just as simple as like, do just it. do it. Literally Nike, like, just do it. I was just thinking, I was just saw the Nike logo because it's like, it's like ingrained in our brains. Like just do it. And right. um, I think a lot of times too, people get with the fear of judgment subconscious like i like to say i'm not worried about what people think but let me tell you something like subconsciously it's in a lot of us like yeah. even if you claim it's not so what are people going to think of me uh you know what and, and it's like that whole thing is like people we, we loop we get stuck in these loops of um our past of things that happened to us like because maybe okay. one time we did put something out there and we got bullied for it, or we did showcase our gifts once and we got ridiculed or shamed or something in bad past life happen. even like especially if you were you know, a witch or a what, you know, and we're killed for it or judged for it or whatever the thing is. Like there are past life energy remnants that can move, you know, quote forward, even though time's not linear. So it's not really moving forward. It's moving inside of you currently as you speak. And so a lot of times that, but that's to me is just, you know, like recognizing that, you know, it's a fear. There's a lot of, you know, tools that you can use to get rid of the fears, but like as and there's talking- support. Yeah, there's support, there's there's groups, there's, you know, there's so much information on social media, it's insane. I literally feel like there's so many times where I stop what I'm doing. I live alone, so I'm always in my head. You know, that's probably enhances my ability to like intuit information and stuff. But I, I get these moments where everything stops <clears throat> and I go, holy cow, I am so divinely supported. Like I look around at the physical objects, the people, the places and the things and I have the support. Do I have bullies and haters and all this stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. But, oh, my God, let's focus on what we want to grow, right? Like, I am so supportive. I can call Meredith, get get counsel, get mentorship. You know, like, I have support every angle of my life. I have support 
physically in a house. I have support healthfully. Like I have health knowledge and a a healthy community of healthy people. There's a, there's a spiritual team. I used to want to run away because there was no spiritual friends in person where I lived. Yeah. It wasn't until I stopped with that fake illusion of the story of what I thought to be real. I literally have meditations at my house with over 20 people, a huge studio yoga studio community like that. I never knew existed because I was choosing not like I was fighting it, resisting it. We are so supportive. Yeah. There's people everywhere. It's stop with these fake stories. Stop telling yourself that you think is true because you, you think it is. It's only real or true. If you believe it is, that's like so simple, truly anything. Yeah. I think that we just need to like get out of the illusion that there's this thing out there that's going to make us happy, that there are these people out there that are judging us, that we have to be perfect, that like when I attain X, I'm all of a sudden going to be like ridiculously happy and just be a little like more present, schedule our time, recognize when we're delaying the inevitable, recognize when we're procrastinating, pushing stuff off, that it's you know, it's the only person we're hurting is ourselves. The only person that we're making miserable is ourselves because it just keeps nagging and nagging and nagging until we actually get it done. That book is probably nagging at you more than anything else in your entire life. There's rent free in my head and it's, and it's self, it's, it's generally a form of self-harm. I don't want to take it to that extreme, but it is because it's create, we know as, as like clearing trapped emotions and stuff like that and doing quantum healings, it, it could be the stupidest little thing that 10 years later, like it becomes a disease. Like I don't want to have shoulder pain or back pain that I have to take a drug now for because of a stupid book that, you know, Lori, you know, my, this author goes, or Lori Ladd says it's bigger than you. Like, of course it is. Like, let me, let me just, let me, let me, let me nurture this. Let me mother this, this project and birth it. Like, it's yeah. just what, I, you know what I mean? Like we, it's the growing pains. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, um, I'm not a, I'm not a female, but it's like, it's like the story of giving, having a child, like yeah. all of the, the stuff that everyone complains about when they're pregnant, you know, like the things that as a man, I would never understand, but I see that in any sort of creation process, truly, I understand it in that regard, quantumly, there's growing pains, there's, there's literal sickness, there's, there's confusion, there's depression, there's, there's pain, physical and we need to breathe, like, and and breath, breathe it into life, just like we were breathed into life, you know? Exactly, exactly. But I love this conversation because both of us need a huge kick in the ass. We're both, I both feel like we are both kick whooping each other's ass in the best way. We just need, like, as soon as Thanksgiving's over, we need to just, like, take time. Like, my, my thing is, is I do the best work when I'm in Michigan, because there's no mm-hmm. distraction. There's nothing for me to do but write. And so that, yeah. and I and I know a lot of writers are the same way. Like, you know, my Mindset Mastermind book, like I wrote that whole thing in Michigan, you know, because I don't have the laundry and the dishes and the friends and the this and the that. It's just like it's, sitting there and just, you're in it. You're I in do it. the best when I go on, tra- when I travel on vacation same. or anything. It's You would not think that, but it's because I'm out of my... I will drive. Like, I have an office at my house. I cannot get any work. I have to drive <laughs> to a cafe and I can sit there for four hours and write for four hours straight yep. in my own home office. That's mine, my energy, my abode. And I'm like, I got to go to the coffee shop. I got to go. So I got to go to the yep. store. I got to clean the kitchen and whatever it is you got to do, like whatever, like your little tick of whatever you need to get figured out. Like, that's great. But like, 
oh my gosh, it's wherever you're free of distraction. And for some reason, the cafe is my spot. And that's great. Or, or an area that I'm not used to, like I'm in a home that I've never been in before. And I feel really comfortable to work and write and airports are the best. I've heard this. Like, that's the thing. As long as I have nothing to, I think that's key. You know what I mean? And maybe that you'll get a lot done while you're in Fort Lauderdale this week and maybe schedule that for when Skylar goes back, you know, up to Ohio is just, you know what, I'm going to sit here for four hours and I'm going to work on four hours worth of whatever that is. And I'm not going to edit and I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to write whatever it is that is still needed and go from there. But thank you so much for like having this conversation with me today. I so appreciate you. And I think that like I'm watching, so we're recording this. We're actually live on TikTok right now. So if you listen to the podcast, we're um, Tantric Thomas on TikTok and I'm Meredith with a Y on TikTok and we're live here. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Um, oh my God, so, I, like, look, I, even, I forgot about the comments. And I didn't even, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to read them now. I'm like, it's such beautiful, like beautiful comments. Yeah. Like we, like people are like really getting it. And so thank you so much for like recording this with me. And this is going to be live next Tuesday if you missed any of it on TikTok. But if you guys want to check out Thomas, his information is going to be in the show notes. And you, like I said, you were on like episode maybe 12. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning of Marathon Y. And I was like so happy yeah. I never been on a podcast before. I'm like, this is so much fun. Yeah, and so- at the time I was going, I would love to actually go back and re- listen to those because I was going through it. Like yeah. you, you didn't know, I don't know, but like my life, the app, like a few months after that, completely in the most beautiful way, like tower moment, like, and it unfolded and I'm so happy where it brought me, but it was scary. Like it looked like the world was ending for me yeah. in my life, but it's, that's how, you know, it's, it's about to get good <laughs> down is the breakthrough. So yeah, thank you guys so much for being here this week. Um, I will see you back here next Tuesday, the whole new topic and get back into it. I think I want to do a little bit more on imposter syndrome and, but thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you here next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.